And welcome to the Employment Law Show. Skulls here along with Lior Samfiru. The uh, number to reach out anytime, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. That, and we'll get to the pocket employmentlawyer.ca. We'll give you some details on that amazing tool here in just a uh, in just a little bit. Everything you need to know about working notice of termination. That's some emails, a bunch of stuff on the show. A busy one today, so we'll uh, we'll dive Right in. Week that was. What's going on, pal? Hey, John. Uh, great hey, to be back and great to be talking about employment law and workplace rights and uh, hopefully uh, ha- making people feel better about their workplace situations. Uh, there, there's, there's strength in numbers. And the reality is if you're facing a workplace issue, you're, you're, chances are you're not alone. Chances are that many others have dealt with it. And because of that, there are solutions. There are things that you can do about it. And that's what we do on this show. I hopefully give you some workplace solutions so that you can solve those problems. And of course, if we don't touch on your specific situation, if you want to talk to me, if you want to get my input on your problem that you're facing, not an issue. We'll give you my contact information throughout the show today so that you can reach out, you can call, you can email, and uh, we'll, we'll have that chat. So don't ever hesitate. I, I, I am happy to answer questions. I answer questions every single day, many, many times over. So please um, make it a point to reach out to me. But week that was where I like to start off every show, a couple situations that came across my desk uh, very recently. So I got a call from a gentleman who would be uh, who had been recently uh, temporarily laid off. Now, he never thought anything about it. He assumed it was just fine. Uh, he hadn't been laid off before after 16 years of work, but he, he knew the business was slower. So he thought, okay, I guess that's kind of my, uh, my thing. I have to be laid off temporarily. He initially was told that he was going to be called back to work in about six weeks. Well, Six weeks had come and gone, and the company said, well, it's going to have to be another few weeks. After a few weeks, he had followed up with them, still said, we don't know. We'll call you back when we're ready. So at that point, out of frustration, he he called me. He said, well, they told me six weeks, and it's going to be longer. Now they don't know when and how. Uh, what do I do? Uh, keep in mind, John, he assumed at the beginning that this temporary layoff was just fine. It was his frustration about not being called back when he was told he was going to be called back that made him reach out. Well, he was shocked to learn uh, what I told them is that the temporary layoff was actually illegal to begin with. Yeah. That they did not have a right to lay him off, whether it's for six weeks or any other amount of time. Uh, he, he was very confused about that, and I explained to him that a temporary layoff is, in fact, a termination. In other words, if you've been laid off temporarily, you have a right to treat that as a termination, leave with your full severance. You don't have to wait. Uh, and, and he was very relieved because he wasn't earning any income. He was sitting at home, not knowing whether he should look for work, whether he should wait for them, how is he going to pay his bills. He was getting EI, which wasn't paying him very much. Uh, and, and that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to uh, work with him to get his full severance. And it's an extremely important reminder there. Uh, by the way, John, he was one of about a dozen people that were laid off temporarily. Everyone else Everyone else was sitting at home waiting to be called back. Now, I'm hoping that he's going to spread the word and tell them they don't have to. But that's why I wanted to bring this up on the show to remind everyone, employees and employers, that a temporary layoff is actually illegal. A temporary layoff requires the company or, or entitles the employee, I should say, to treat that as a termination, even if it's for a good reason. Even if the business is slow legitimately, the company still doesn't have a right to do that. And in this situation, they owe him at least a year's severance. And hopefully his colleagues will contact me as well. So if you've been laid off temporarily, you know now that it's illegal. You know what to do. You reach out to me and I'll help you get the severance at your road.
Doesn't it come to a point though where he's accepted it because it's you know he's accepted it. He sat around and wait, you know. Well, the good news is because they never called him back, he didn't get a chance to come back to work. So it's not he's not really considered to have accepted it. He would have been considered to have accepted it had he actually gone back to work. And the problem, the reason why you don't want to accept it is if you do go back to work, you've accepted it by by accepting it, you're giving the company the right to do it again. And the next time they lay you off temporarily, you won't be able to treat that as a termination because you accepted it the very first time. Don't let that happen. I always say when it comes to temporary layoffs, if it's the first time you've been laid off, you're better off to treat that as a termination. What else you got going on, pal? Spoke with uh, another gentleman who had always uh, been with the company uh, on good terms. Eight years with the company, never had an issue. Well, uh, about three months ago, got a new manager. And that new manager couldn't... Uh, couldn't get along with this particular person. Every little thing he did, he was written up on. In a span of about two months or so, he got like six forms of being written up for every little minor thing. Again, he hadn't had one at all Well, uh, uh, before. Well, to make things worse, guess what? After about six of them, the company now hands him a letter of termination for cause, saying, you know, all these things, we've written you up, you, you haven't improved, we're letting you go for cause. Now, here's the thing, John. If he's been a good employee for eight years, never had a problem, and the only thing that's changed is now he has a new boss, well, it's clear what's happening here. It's this new boss that's being unreasonable. And the stuff that he was written up on was was little tiny stuff. It was nothing significant. You know, you, you checked this box instead of that box, or you forgot the comma here instead of the semicolon. It was little, little stuff. So, no, this was not cause. It was clear what was happening here. It's a new manager that's unreasonable. And I wanted to remind everyone here, it's difficult to terminate someone for cause. And if you've had a good history of employment, it's going to be that much harder for the company to say that all of a sudden, overnight, you turned out to be this really, really bad employee. No, that's not cause. He's owed his full severance. About nine months pays what he's owed. And I'm going to help him get it. 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca to reach out is the, the way you want to do that. Everything you need to know about working notice of termination. You know, we spend a lot of time on the show talking about severance, but an employer doesn't actually have to pay severance if he's willing to give an employee enough advanced notice of termination. Tell Give some details on that. What do you mean? We always talk about severance, but severance really is an alternative to notice the first primary obligation on an employer when they let someone go is to give them sufficient advance notice of the termination of their employment. Now, because most employers don't want to do that. Most employers don't want to tell someone, hey, you're gone in six months, 10 months, 24 months. They want the person gone now. Well, fine. If you don't want the person to to be there for that period of time, you have to pay them severance as if they were going to continue working for you. So really severance which is what happens most time, is an, is an alternative to notice. In some situations, the company may choose to give someone notice, advance notice. We call this working notice of termination. So we want to spend uh, some time talking about that working notice, what it is, what to do about it, and what the employer's obligations are. We'll get to that after a short break. You want to reach out and contact Lior Simple, help at employmenthour.com and 1-855-821-5900. It's the Employment Law Show right here, Global News Radio. Employment Law Show right here. You want to reach out, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Everything you need to know about working notice. So we're, uh, you can give working notice that an employer can instead of an actual severance cash payment. So 
if an employer wants to do this, says, you know what, Lior, that sounds like a good option for me. I can save a few uh, a few shekels and just provide more time. Uh, how does the employer give the uh, employer notice of termination? Is there a proper way to do it? So the first thing that the employer has to consider is how much notice to give. Right. Uh, and the analysis comes down to how much severance. The same way that we find out how much severance is the same way we find out how much notice. There's a number of factors, age, position and length of employment being the main factors. Again, the longer someone works, the older they are and the more senior a position, the more notice of termination they're owed. So the first thing the employer has to determine is how much notice. Is it six weeks, six months, 12 months, whatever it is? And then notice has to be in writing, okay? If it's not in writing, it doesn't count. It's not effective. You you have to get a, an individualized notice uh, if you're the employee telling you for you when that end date is. Now, the the other thing that has to be very uh, made very clear is there has to be a specific end date. They can't say, well, at some point in the next six months, we're letting you go. That's not effective. It doesn't count. It wouldn't actually do anything. Uh, they can't say, well, no uh, later or no earlier than uh, September 25. Again, that's not specific enough. It has to be a specific and clear and unequivocal end date. Your last day of employment is going to be January 20th. Uh, and, and if they do that, then that notice, that period of time, that the employer uh, gave to the person, as long as it was in writing and clear, counts towards their termination entitlements, John. So let's use that January 20th number you just threw out there. How much notice does an employer have to give? So notice is based on those factors that I mentioned, age, position, and length of employment. And because of that, every employee has their own termination entitlements. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Uh, to the extent that the employer wants to eliminate its own obligations, they don't want to have to pay severance. They have to give sufficient notice. Uh, so we can go to severancepaycalculator.com to find out how much notice or, or severance, uh, either one, someone is owed. Uh, but the, the key here is this. If the employer doesn't give enough notice, then they'll have to make up for, up for it with a payment. Uh, the same rules apply when, when it comes to notice as they do when it comes to severance. So... What happens if an employee gets word of this coming down or they've been told, you know, you're gone, in your case, six months, now they're thinking, you know what, I'm like, yeah, people are going to be talking in the hallways. Oh, look, did you hear about Jimmy? He just got smoked. He's got to work here till January. What if the employee doesn't want to do it? And that, that's a common situation. Almost no one's going to want to stay on if they can avoid it once they're told right. that they're going to be gone. So, but the, but the problem is this. If you leave before your last day, if you tell your employer or you feel, you know, I don't want to be here, it's not comfortable, uh, if you leave before, you're considered to have resigned. And the problem with that is if you resign before that last day, you're not going to get anything. You're, you're going to give up your termination entitlements. So in many cases, most cases, you may have gotten two, six months notice, 10 months notice. If you leave before that last day, you give up your rights. So keep, in, keep in mind, you may have been owed more had you stayed till the end. But if you leave before, you give up those rights. Now, all that said, nothing is stopping the employee for approaching their, um, uh, from approaching their employer and negotiating something. So, employer, you told me that uh, I uh, have to work here for another six months. Well, how about this, employer? What if I don't, but then you, instead you pay me for five months? Uh, so there's a saving on your end, and I don't, I don't have to stay here for six months. You can negotiate that with the employer. Now, the employer doesn't have to agree, 
but there's no downside to approach the employer. And in many cases, the employer is going to be amenable uh, because it's probably not going to be the most comfortable thing for anyone for you to work there till, till the end. So you can approach your employer, but at the end of the day, if the employer insists, no, no, you're here till January 20th. If you leave before that day, you're considered to have resigned and then you don't get anything else. Yeah. Does the employer ever, or is there a situation where the employers had to pay additional money at the end of a notice period? Absolutely. In fact, that's very, very common. The reason for that is just like when uh, we say that 90% of the times when the employer pays severance, they pay a lot less. Well, the same 90% of the time when an employer gives notice of termination, they don't give enough notice, which means they have to make up the difference, the balance by way of severance. So, so you know, I'm going to give you an example that's going to make this clear. So let's say we have an employee that's worked for, the, for a company for, uh, you know, 12 years and uh, they're owed 12 months severance. Well, one of the things the employer could do is give them 12 months notice. But if that employer only gives them seven months notice, right. well, they have to pay the remaining five at the end by way of severance. I've had many cases over the years where the employee got notice, but they're owed many more months of pay at the end of it. So just because you got notice doesn't mean you're not owed more. You could be owed a lot more. But this is where we, what we talked about before is important. If you leave before that last day, you're, you're going to leave those entitlements on the table. You're going to walk away from them. So in some situations, especially if you know there's there's a bit of a, a payment coming to you at the end, you may be, a, may be better off kind of sticking it out, staying till the end, and then you're going to get your severance. Now, keep in mind, John, the company may not even realize that they owe yeah. you much more money on the back end of it. Well, that's where I come in, and that's where my job is to say to the employer, yes, you did give someone seven months' notice. You should have given them 12 because you didn't. You have to pay the difference by way of money, by way of severance. Uh, that's what I do, John. This is one of those situations where both employer and employee would be wise to consult the uh, severance pay calculator before making that final move, eh? so there's no surprises. Yes, reason 2081 why you definitely want to do that, absolutely important, And because if an employer doesn't do that, they, they don't give enough notice, they're going to find themselves owing someone a lot of money on the back end, and of course with the employee, they don't want to walk away from money that they're owed. That would be a terrible idea. Everything you need to know about working notice of termination will continue this discussion. Get to some of your emails here in just a bit. Reaching out, simple, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca as well. The Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. The Employment Law Show, reaching out is uh, is really quick and easy, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Everything you need to know about working notice of termination, this is a, a very popular way of ending a relationship Uh on, as opposed to just paying severance and and money is giving notice of termination, can the employer change the terms of the employment during that notice period now that we're into that? Say it's six months or two months, whatever. So if the employer gives notice of termination, you said six months, let's use that as an example. Mm -hmm. uh, if the employer says, okay, employee, you're gone in six months. Well, here's right. the thing. During that six-month period, the same rules that apply generally continue to apply, meaning the company does not have a right to change the terms of employment. That can't say, okay, we're giving you six months notice, and for that six months, you have to do a different job, or you're going to get paid less, or for those six months, we're going to relocate you to our uh, auto office. They cannot do that, because if they do that, again, constructive dismissal. Yep. We know the concept of constructive dismissal. We know the idea that an employer does not have the right to make unilateral changes to the terms of employment. Well, that idea, that concept, continues to apply during a notice period. 
the rule is simple. You continue working the same job, getting paid the same, doing the same work, uh, etc. And if the company breaches that, you don't then at that point potentially have to continue working. You can say, no, well, you change the terms of employment. I am going to leave. I'm out of here, but I'm going to treat that as a termination now. And I'm going to make your employer pay me my full severance. So that's a, a surefire way for the employer to lose the ability to give notice if, in fact, they decide to change the terms of employment. That's illegal. Let me thicken the plot a little then. What happens to the notice if the employee becomes sick after receiving notice or cannot continue working? Then what happens? And, and it does happen. Sometimes it could be because of an external force like an accident or an injury. Other times, and I've seen this happen, it could be the, the stress of, yeah. of you know, or the anxiety from knowing that you're going to be gone but still having to go to work and do your job and face your boss and colleagues that may make someone a, unable to work. So here's the thing. If you cannot work uh, for, for any reason during that notice period, then that notice period does not count. So if your boss gives you six months notice, but you can't work, you, you're injured or you have a medical condition and you can't work, well, you can't get notice if you're not actually working. So what does that mean? means that they'll have to pay you your severance. They can't say, well, no, no, we gave you enough notice. It's not our fault that you can't work. It may not be the employer's fault, but it still does not count. So your notice that the company gave you does not reduce its obligations if, in fact, uh, you can't work it. They'll have to make it up by paying you full severance as if no notice was given. Depending on the situation, that may be a good thing for the employee. But if you cannot work, either you have a medical issue, something that's preventing you from working, your company cannot give you notice of termination. How about um, being terminated for cause but during the notice period? Can that happen or how does it work? So, sure, the, the same rules apply in the sense that the company does have a right to terminate for cause if it has sufficient reasons. Right. The employee is expected to continue doing his or her job properly during that notice period. It's not an invitation for the employee to, to slack off because they know they're going to be gone or to yeah. take days off that are unapproved or you know to, to do a very bad job. They cannot do that. So an employer does have a right to expect that the employee is going to do its job and they can discipline the employee if they need to. That said, very important reminder how difficult it actually is to terminate for cause. It's not enough for the employer to show, well, no, no, this employee didn't do a good job, so we let him go for cause. Not doing a good job is not in itself cause. Uh, you, you may be able to get a warning or even potentially some sort of a suspension, but to let someone go for cause, whether it's during that notice period or, or otherwise, it's extremely difficult. And again, John, I've seen this so many times, employers pulling the trigger before they should, before they have cause, before they built up a case, that's what makes it a wrongful dismissal, and the exact same rules apply during that notice period. So now we'll take it, uh, you know, I guess to the end, and that is you've just received this letter from your employer, and you've been given advance notice of termination. You know, you're out of there in a few months, whatever. Uh, first steps, what do you do? Or nothing, just keep working. Well, the first thing you do is you want to determine whether you got sufficient notice. Mm -hmm. So you got, let's say, six months notice. Is it good? Is it bad? Do you, are you owed more? Are you not owed more? Well, you go to severancepaycalculator.com. You go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca if you want. We'll talk about that more in a little while. You call me. So the point is you find out, very easy to find out whether or not you got sufficient notice. If you got sufficient notice, then you can work it. And if you decide not to work it, then you've quit and you find another job, that's fine. 
if you have not gotten sufficient notice, and in most cases, it's it's going to be the, the case where you did not get enough notice, then you know you're owed more, but I would probably not deal with that until the end of that period. You don't want to, you know, if you're still working with the company, you don't want to engage them in a legal process while you're there. It may make right. things uncomfortable. So number one, you determine how much you're owed, uh, and number two, we decide when to deal with it. Usually, it's at the end of that notice period. Now, in some cases, and I've seen this happen, John, company says, hey, employee, we're, we're going to offer you six, we're going to give you six months notice, but also we're going to put in this little carrot here that if you work mm-hmm. till the end, we're going to give you an extra, pay an extra couple thousand bucks or something like that. Right. But to get that, we need you to sign off on this uh, severance letter. Well, no, no, no. You will not do that. You should not under any circumstances do that without calling me, without getting advice, because if you sign it, you're done. You may have been owed another $30,000 and you accepted $2,000. Bad, bad idea. Anytime the company wants you to actually sign something, you cannot under any circumstances do that, uh, do that without speaking to me first, without me being able to assess what you're actually owed. We'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, as far as that topic is concerned, we'll get to the pocket employment lawyer. This is really cool. If you're not familiar, we'll get to that after a short break. And when an employment lawyer can help, we'll get to those talking points. And some of your emails as well. You want to reach out, it is help at employmentlawyer.ca, 1-855-821-5900. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You want to reach out, get a hold of Lior and the team, the phone number 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Real simple to uh, to remember. This is new as well. We just uh, You just uh, unleashed this on the, uh, on the public, and that is the uh, pocket employment lawyer. This is an improvement even over the severance pay calculator, which you used for several years and had literally three-quarters of a million hits on. Tell me about it. Well, the reason we created that severancepaycalculator.com site uh, some years ago is because I wanted to give people easy access to legal information. I, I, I sit here on the radio and I say, call me, but some people are hesitant. They don't know if they should or they don't know if they want to. And, and I, I wanted there not to be a barrier, but beyond just calculating severance, I wanted to give people other information about their matter, uh, other questions to, to have those answered and make it as easy as possible. So I created pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Again, it's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, and it's a brand new thing. No one's ever done this before. No one's ever ever tried to do that. And what it does is it it tries to essentially automate some legal advice to provide your information about your specific situation. Uh, And it does a number of things. It can uh, help you determine whether you were let go for cause properly, if you're an employee or an independent contractor. It can help you determine if you've been constructively dismissed help you determine whether or not you're a victim of workplace harassment or other discrimination. Also help you determine if an insurance company properly cuts you off your disability benefits. And it does even more than that. So you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, you answer some questions, and you get your answer there on the spot. You don't have to wait for someone to call you. You don't have to wait for someone to email you. It's going to be automated. It's right there on the site. Grab your smartphone, grab your tablet, your desktop, what have you. It's free. It's anonymous. It's easy to use. I am a big, huge believer about having access to information. That's what it does. Tell others about it. If someone is wondering, hey, I think I may have been constructively dismissed. I'm not sure. Why wonder? Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca works. Check it out. And if you want to contact me, only if you do, there's a button there. You can reach out to me once you've had your answers. Uh, Use it. Take advantage of it and tell others about it as well. 
It's going to be huge. Can't wait to see the results in you know six, seven months' time. How uh, how this one explodes just based on uh, how much success we have with the severance pay calculator. Uh, again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is the uh, the way to go in that regard. All right, when an employment lawyer can help, there's lots of talking points here. Basically, every time we're on this show is when you can help, but we want to break <laughs> it down a little bit. Um, I'll throw the first one at you right here. When you've been let go from your job with or without cause, right? So uh, you know, oftentimes people ask me when they meet me, you're an employment lawyer, uh, Lior. What does that mean? what do you do? So I wanted to kind of touch on some of the main things that I do or generally an employment lawyer does so that people have a sense of, you know, when you should seek advice, when an employment lawyer can help you and what the employment lawyer could do for you. Again, not everyone has has had the pleasure, of course, uh, of working with an employment lawyer. So if you haven't, that's what we're talking about. And as you said, probably one of the biggest ones, maybe the main issues that I deal with, that, that an employment lawyer deals with, is termination of employment. I help people that have lost their jobs to get what they're owed. Number one, to help them understand, of course, what they're owed. Yeah. And number two, to actually get that for them. And, and the reason why that's so important, the reason why that's necessary, is because the vast majority of people, well over 90% of people, when they lost their job, when they lose their job, are not offered anywhere near what they're actually owed, not even close. We're talking about people offered being offered 15 or 20 cents on the dollar. It's common, happens all the time. It's what keeps me busy. I have literally a few hundred people uh, every single week contact me with that situation. And the good news is, John, these types of issues for the most part are easy to resolve. In many cases, most cases, you don't have to wait months. You don't have to get involved in the legal process. You don't even have to uh, go anywhere near a courtroom. We can resolve it quickly. It's not complex. So yes, one of the biggest things that I do or an employment lawyer does is help people that lost their jobs to get what they're owed. And by the way, as I've mentioned, you can also check out severancepaycalculator.com or pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to get an idea of what you're actually owed and compare that with what you've been offered. You know, another uh, another big one, and this has really become a greater part of your business, I guess, in the last few years, and that is uh, something else that you, you do as an employment lawyer. It's helping people deal with workplace harassment. That's just uh, snowballing as we speak, right? It is huge, and, and it's yeah. one of the main things that I do is, is uh, speak to people, help people that have been victims of workplace harassment. It's illegal. Let's, let's, let's be clear on this. You should not ever have to face workplace harassment. Your employer should always protect you and, and make this issue go away and create a work environment that's conducive to working, a healthy and supportive work environment. So what do I do? Well, I see if I can help the person resolve it internally. Maybe sometimes I'm their, their spokesperson, if you will, with the company. If we cannot resolve, resolve it externally, I get the person out of there and get them compensation. You should never have to suffer through harassment. And in many cases, the best case scenario is to just get out of there, to leave with compensation, of course. So a lot of what I do is I help in workplace harassment situations, huge part. If you're dealing with workplace harassment, someone is mistreating you, uh, your boss is mistreating you, your coworker, you don't know what to do. Let's talk about that. There's ways to resolve it. It's not difficult. Uh, the law protects you. So give me an opportunity to help. It's, it's what I do every single day. We'll get to one more in here just before we uh, slide into a break in the times when an employment lawyer can help. And this one, again, when significant changes have been made to your job without your permission. A, a huge, uh, huge one for me, huge one for employment lawyers, working with people, dealing with situations where the company has changed the terms of employment. Sometimes it's very obvious. We reduced your pay by 20%. Yep. Other times it's more subtle. We're taking away some responsibilities. We're giving you other responsibilities. And, you know, you're not happy that your job is is not the way it was. So generally speaking, the rule is very simple. 
company cannot make big changes to the terms of employment. And if they do, that creates in many situations a constructive dismissal. It gives the person the option to reject it and leave with their severance. So a lot of what I do is I speak with people to help them understand whether or not their situation is a constructive dismissal situation. And if it is, again, I help them get out of there. I help them get the compensation that they're owed so they can move on. Big part of what I do. And if you want to know if you've been constructively dismissed, of course, you can reach out to me. And the other thing you can do, we mentioned that before, to find out if you've been constructively dismissed, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You can get your answers there in about 60 seconds flat, John. Discussing when uh, discussing when an employment lawyer can help you. The next one we got coming up on the list is a big one, and you may not realize they can use a lawyer for this to stop it in its tracks. That is on the way. To reach out in the meantime, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Lots more on the way. Stick around. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. To reach out and get a hold of Lior and the team, it's uh, really quite simple. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred would be the phone number. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We are discussing uh, for the remainder of this show possibly some emails, times when an employment lawyer can help you, so make sure you have those numbers down and keep them handy. Uh, the next one's a big one. We, we've done complete shows on this topic, but in this, uh, in this particular instance, we're talking how you can help with a temporary layoff. Yes, and we talked. Uh, we touched on this uh, at the top of the show on the week that was yep. uh, temporary layoff situations. I, a lot of what I do is I speak with people who have just been handed this letter saying we're putting you on a temporary layoff. Hopefully, we'll call you back at some point. And think about it, it's a very difficult time for someone. Uh, you just find out that you're not going to be working for a while. The, the thing is this, your bills don't stop just because the company yeah. decides to lay you off temporarily. Right. Your financial obligations don't go away. It'd be nice if they did. That wouldn't be such a problem, but they don't. So it's because of that that, that, that I, I have to get involved in many situations because staying at home and not getting paid is often not an option. And of course, as I said before at the top of the show, a temporary layoff in most cases is actually illegal company does not have a right to do it, or at the very least, the employee has a right to treat that as a termination in most cases. So if you've been laid off temporarily, what I often do is I ask, what would you rather happen? Would rather wait and hopefully they call you back? And by the way, if you do that, you've given them the right to do it again? Or do you want to say, no, I'm done. I, I'm, I, I'm happy to leave. Just pay me my severance. And if the answer is no, no, I, I'll leave with severance, that's what I do. I get involved. I get the person the severance. They can move on to a different job. So a huge part of what I do is deal with that. And you want to reach out to me if that happens. If you don't reach out to me, if you sit at home and the company eventually calls you back after five months and you go back, you're, you've just given them the right to do it again. And you may go back to work for a month or two, they, they get laid off again, come back, go off terrible way to work. So don't let that happen. Take advantage of what I do. A huge part of what I do is deal with temporary layoffs. You know, it's funny. It's it, when you put it into perspective, when it comes to temporary layoff, you really want to do something about it because you've said, you know, if you came up to someone and says, I'm going to take 50% of your, uh, 50% of your paycheck away. How do you, how do you think about that? They say, tell your story walking, but temporary layoff, you're allowing them to take a hundred percent. It's exactly Mental. right. It, it is exactly that. That's why. That's the example that I use when someone is not sure why is it illegal. Well, like I said, yeah. if it was twenty percent, you wouldn't have struggle with it. Well, how about a hundred percent? That's what a temporary layoff is. Your company is not going to pay you a hundred percent of your salary for a period of time. Sometimes it could be months and months and months. It's illegal. They don't have a right to do it unless you give them the right. So guess what? You should just not give them that right. 
Yeah. Times when an employment lawyer can help, and this one is saving your future in a large way, and that is when you need to sign a brand new employment agreement. This one you got to watch out for. Huge, huge. And we've done shows just on this issue, I think very recently, about the fact that an employment agreement is such an important document to sign. It's it's a huge document. It governs your rights. And oftentimes what that employment agreement does is it takes away rights that, that otherwise will be there automatically. So you cannot sign an employment agreement if uh, if you're doing that without getting advice, you will give up rights. At some point, that can cost you tens of thousands of dollars. This is especially this is true, by the way, if you just started a job and you're off of that agreement. But it's even more true if you're already working and the company comes to you out of the blue and wants you to sign a new employment agreement. Be more careful, more concerned. So what do I do? Well, number one is I, I help you understand what you're signing, what the company wants you to sign. I translate that into English. Oftentimes, those employment agreements can have all kinds of legal language that may not be obvious what they're doing. So I help you understand it. And then if it is a problematic document, we talk about, number one, either how we negotiate it or what happens if you don't sign it. But that's so important to get that advice. It's so important to reach out to me whenever you're, you'll be made to sign an agreement. If you don't do it, if you don't care about it now, I almost guarantee you at some point down the road when it's costing you tens of thousands of dollars, maybe you lost your job and you realized you limited your own entitlements. At that point, you're going to care and it may be too late to do anything about it. So yes, huge part of what I do, huge way that I help people is to understand, negotiate, and deal with new employment agreements. You have to take it seriously, John. Last one, we'll get to this on list of uh, when an employment lawyer can help is this one when a disability issue is now involved. Sure. Uh, it, you know, the, the law is quite uh, understanding and protective of employees that are off on a medical leave, on a disability leave. Unfortunately, sometimes employers don't appreciate their own obligations. They don't understand that an employee can be off as long as needed. They don't understand that an employee just needed, needs a doctor's note, and that's it, yeah. and that they have to keep uh, the person employed even if they're gone for a very long period of time. So a lot of what I do is I deal with these issues. Maybe a situation where the company uh, terminated someone while they're off on a disability leave, or a company is refusing to accommodate a huge issue. Maybe you can go back to work on modified duties. The company won't accommodate you. A lot of what I do is, is deal with those issues. Or I deal in situations where the, the company says, you're not going to come back to work. It's a frustration of contract. We deal with that. So anything and everything to do with disability leave, medical leaves, time off work, it takes up a lot of my practice. And if you're in that situation, if your company threatens to do something, puts conditions, uh, tries to push you or, 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 or to, you know, to threaten you that some things will happen if you don't come back to work, or by the way, if it's your disability insurance company that's threatening to cut you off before you're ready to come back to work, all those things you have to call me about. We can deal with it. I deal with it all the time. And guess what? They can be easily resolved, but you got to start by making the call or, hey, good start, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We're going to get to some emails here as we uh, as we continue on. You want to send one along. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. The phone number is a good way to reach out to, and that's 1-855-821-5900, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. If you haven't used that, it's new. It's an amazing tool. It does a ton of stuff, and you can spend some time on there even before you make that phone call. Over to your emails as we continue with the Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. The Employment Law Show, the time to reach out and uh, send your emails as lo- uh, along, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Phone number two, 1-855-821-5900. That will put you in touch with Lior and his team when we're 
not doing this show. Fred, uh, your email, appreciate it. First one up, Fred says, my employer found out that I was uh, looking for another job. I was fired on the spot, and I have not been paid any severance. Am I owed anything? You know, th- that sounds like a, like an ego termination. The company oh, or the owner of the company is, oh, you know, how dare you look for another job? It's an ego reaction. Well, th- that's a problem. Uh, it's a problem because looking for another job, I understand why the company won't be happy with it, is not grounds for a termination for cause. Now, sure, the company can let the person go. They can let Fred go, but they'd have to pay Fred his full severance. The company cannot say, Fred, we know you're looking to leave, so we'll make it easy for you. We'll fire you for cause and we don't get it. you don't get anything. Nonsense. It doesn't work that way. It's not a workplace. It's not a, a type of workplace misconduct. It's not to look for another job. You're allowed to look for another job, and unless you're, you're uh, not showing up for work and you're doing a horrible job and you're hurting your employer's interest, unless you've done that, it's not grounds for discipline. So, Fred, they have to pay your full severance. And, and if they don't, that's a wrongful dismissal. So for employers out there, yes, if you find out your employee is looking for another job, I understand that you're going to be upset. And if you want to get rid of them, that's fine. But remember, you have to pay severance. You cannot use that as grounds for cause. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the address you want to use to send your emails along. Would uh, would love to have you chime in on the remaining time of the show. Here, Rob, up next, Rob's email as follows. Can I be fired after eight months of working at a job after they falsely accused me of something I didn't do? I was only given one week's notice. Well, here's the thing. If, if you haven't done something wrong, uh, then you can be let go, but it's not cause. It seems to me that the company, if they really thought that, that uh, Rob did something so bad, they wouldn't even give him one week's pay. So, yes, uh, he is owed compensation. Now, again, he says false. I, I'll, I'll take him at his word for the purposes right. of this uh, conversation now. If he didn't do something terrible, something bad, this is a without cause termination Okay. which means he's out severance. Now, he said, I think, eight months. Uh, am I right there, Johnny? Uh, eight months, yeah. That's how long he was there. Well, even, even after eight months, even after eight months, he could be out a few months' pay. Depending on his specific position and how old Rob is, it could be anywhere from two to six months' pay that he's owed. And again, I, I, I said two to six months, even though he's only worked there for eight months' pay. And the rule is something that our, our regular listeners know about, and that is short service doesn't mean no severance. In fact, it could mean more severance. So, Rob, uh, unless you've done something bad, yes, you're owed compensation. If you don't get it, that's a wrongful dismissal. So reach out to me. Uh, it sounds like you've been wrongfully dismissed. Let's get to Danielle here again. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Danielle says, I'm thinking of quitting my job because my employer owes me $4,000 in commissions on a sale I made. I've asked for payment many times, and he always promised, oh, yeah, that he'd pay me, but he hasn't. Is there something that I could do to get the money owing? Well, absolutely. First of all, if you're owed that money, if you can show that you've earned it, you've done what you're supposed to do to get that money, the company has to pay it. And, and it's not a, something that they can avoid. So right off the bat, you know, we can take legal action to enforce that. We can send a, a demand letter to get that. That's not difficult to get. But to me, there, this raises an even more interesting point here. And that is this. If your company won't pay you something that's owed, and listen, $4,000 is a lot of money. If they won't pay you, then that failure to pay in itself can lead to a constructive dismissal. We have a very basic understanding with an employer. I come in, I do the work, you pay me what you owe me. 
So if the company doesn't live up to its end of the deal, uh, they don't pay the person what they owe, uh, then the, the employee doesn't have to continue working there. They can leave with severance. So in this particular situation, yes, not only can you get what you owe, that $4,000, of course you can, but you may be able to say, that's it, I'm out of here. And in the eyes of the law, that's not a resignation. In the eyes of the law, that's a termination entitling you to severance. Very important to understand that if your employer owes you something, they don't pay it, you may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with compensation. Reach out to me as soon as possible. That's the same thing for if you've been let go and you're in a sales position and they just conveniently let you go before your commission was paid on a job. Well, your portion of the job has already been completed. They still owe you that money, don't they? Yeah, I think we've actually taken some calls on that on, on some of our, our live shows, and that is uh, something that company cannot do. They, a company cannot find or use a convenient termination date in order to let the person go without paying what they owe them. So, for example, let's say someone is owed a a big commission check or a bonus payment, and let's say that payment is going to be paid in January. Company can't say, aha, I know what to do. Let's let him go in December. Aren't I smart? And by letting the person go in December, I don't have to pay it. Yes, you'll have to pay it anyway. And not only will you have to pay it if you're the employer, you may be dinged or penalized by trying to be so clever by paying bad faith damages as well. If the money is owed, you have to pay it. You cannot find a convenient day to avoid paying something that the person is, uh, has earned, John. Let's slide Mina in there with the last couple minutes. Mina says, uh, I've been on a medical disability leave for three months. My employer just told me that someone else was hired for my job. Does this mean I've been fired? No, not necessarily, Mina, and that's important to understand. The company does have a right to run its business, right? And if that means replacing a position that they need replacing, that's okay. That does not mean that you've been let go. What happens is when you're ready to come back to work, in a week, in a month, in a year, at that point, the company has to make all efforts to find you a position. And if they've tried and there's really nothing there, at that point, they will terminate. At that point, they will have to pay severance. But that is that is something that's determined when you're coming back to work. So for now, don't worry about it. Focus on your health. Focus on getting better. And if you end up without a job, that's when you reach out to me. That's when we'll look at the company's reasons. And, of course, make sure that you go with your own. Good way to wrap it for uh, for this week. We'll leave it at that. And if you want to reach out, it's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. If you haven't uh, used it yet, or at least spent some time there, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Ton of information and useful things there as well. And of course, you can follow up with a phone call, or there is a contact button at the bottom there as well. Till next time, Employment Law Show on Global News Radio.